The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome everyone to Intuitive Connection. Today we have another guest, and I'm really excited about this one, Fern Renee. I was, did I say that right? Yeah, Fern Ronay. Yeah. Good deal. Okay. So I was a guest on Fern's podcast a little while ago, and I just loved her amazing energy and light. And I'm so excited to have her come back and be a guest and share that all with all of you. I also know that Fern is a listener to the show. So I love that too. And I love, I just feel that we're like very aligned in our mission and journey. So Fern, welcome. Oh, and I should introduce her. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, it's that kind of day. (laughs) So Fern is the host of the podcast, Signs from the Other Side, and she is also the author of Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. All right. Now I get to say, Fern, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be chatting with you again. I love the energy too. When I listen to your podcast, I just think like, her kids are so lucky that you have such a calming way. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. My kids may or may not agree with that. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) But I I love that. That is great feedback. You know, it's my goal. And you said, I think it was you who said something to me way back when, when, and I think I was on your show early on in the birth of this podcast. And you were saying, yeah, I love to listen to it. And I feel so relaxed and recharged and, and you just made my day. It's true. It's true. When I like to do the dishes or if I'm doing something around the house, just have you on in the background. I always learn something and I always feel better after. I love it. Thank you so much. That's so validating. And you just made my day again. (laughs) And Fern, I loved your wonderful energy. I love being on your show. And I kind of think of you now as the expert on signs. So tell me a little bit about your podcast and also how you felt called to do a show about signs. Well, I do love these stories. I love exploring stories about things that happen to people and then they trace it back and they're like, if this hadn't happened and that hadn't happened and these things aligned and then it's happened for a good reason or they learned a lesson or just that it was a coincidence that made them feel like 
this was a message. And I always say signs are like falling in love. You know when it's meant for you. When you're like this one, like somebody else could say, oh, that's just a coincidence. But I know this was the message for me. I know this was meant for me. So I love, I just love these stories so much. And I had been podcasting through something called After Buzz TV. And it's an online network where after certain TV shows, there's an after show. It's like a post-game show. And that got me open to podcasting. And I was like, I could do this with the stories that I love, which are stories of signs. So I thought I could start my own podcast and it wouldn't be like After Buzz, which is great. And I love After Buzz. It's about TV shows and they have a studio and, you know, I love it so much. But I was like, I could do it differently. I don't have to have a studio. I could have just a microphone right? and I could just have the stories that people share with me because this is what I love. Love that. And they're so inspiring. All right. So I'm guessing you have your own very special stories around science. I do. I wasn't, if you told me that I'd be doing this when I was a kid, I wouldn't have believed it. I, I did always feel a faithful connection. And my brother's the same way. We always, you know, had talked to God, always prayed. Maybe we got that from our grandparents who we love very much. But I always had a relationship with a higher power, but I didn't necessarily these stories were not part of my growing up at all. And then in my very early 20s, my mom was watching John Edward on TV, his show Crossing Over. And I was like, what are you watching? And she opened my mind to these ideas. And I went to church the next day and had been praying for my aunt. And there was a fly buzzing around in my face. And because my mind had been opened, I thought, could this be my grandma, my aunt's mom? I'm praying for her daughter right here. And I thought it would be very consistent with her personality that she kind of nudged me a little, both grandmothers. You know, I loved them so much, but both were little, they were nags. (laughs) So it would be perfect that she would be a fly. And so then many, many times over the years after that, whenever I'd be worried about something, a fly would come to me in some crazy way. Or if it was a celebratory moment, my niece was born in February in New Jersey in the middle of a snowstorm and there was a fly in the hospital room. And we have my sister-in-law on video saying, how is there a fly in February in the room? Wow. And I was like, it's grandma. (laughs) Uh, That was the start of it. And then I started reading all kinds of books and all kinds of things about this. And I was in law school in Boston and I was walking through the tea and I was reading a book about the idea was that you might think you don't know certain people in your life, but they might know you. So people who've passed before you were born. And that would be me. I would say, I don't know my dad's dad. You know, he died before I was born. I never knew him. But the thing is, he's known me my whole life. He's been guiding me. And that exact moment. So my name is Jennifer Fernicola Rone, but there are so many Jennifers growing up in the eighties. I became Fern. So At that exact moment that I'm thinking, my grandpa Fernicola, I never knew him. I hear the words, Jen, I can see it from the other side. A girl was looking at the T map and she said to her friend who was of course named Jen because there are a million Jen. Oh my God. Jen, I can see it from the other side. And so ever since then, I feel this, yes, not only do I know him on another level, I probably know him better than anyone else there is. And likewise. So those are my two major sign stories. And then Better in the Morning is based on the signs from my other grandpa, who after he passed, we started finding pennies everywhere. 
And my one big example is I was a frustrated lawyer working till three in the morning and thinking, how is this my life? And I was looking for a stapler in our office in New York City, could not find a stapler in any drawer, went through every drawer, all of the executive assistance drawers. I finally opened a drawer and there are pennies in the drawer. And I remember thinking, he's telling me like, just keep going Whenever I needed that message, like, it's going to be all right, a penny comes to me in the strangest of places. (laughs) Yeah, those are my main sign stories, but I have many more and I love hearing other people's stories. It lights me up. It does. Your stories are beautiful. And I think, yeah, and I think, I don't know what you think, but I really believe that once you identify something as a sign, once you ask for something to be a sign, once you feel into the fact that there are signs, they appear everywhere. Yes. And I think people would say, so like with you, with the eye of the Horus, people might say to you that once you become aware of something, then it's everywhere, but not with the feeling that like, if this hadn't happened and that hadn't happened, and then here I am seeing this. And I know that this is not just a coincidence. Like it comes with that feeling. So yeah, you do notice them, but then you, it's like falling in love and it doesn't get better. Yeah. No, it's a feeling of knowing. I was saying it's more about opening yourself up to it. Like when you open yourself up to the possibility, the possibility presents itself everywhere. Some people I do know that come into my office have that magical thinking. And I think I talk about this. I did an episode a while back on signs, a solo episode, because some people do get in that magical thinking where they're like, everything's a sign and I got to figure out what it means. And is it a good sign or is it a bad sign? Not talking about that. Breathe. If that is you it's more about just allowing that the signs will come. And absolutely, you know when they're there. And sometimes you get that feeling of knowing and you discount it. And if you're open, they'll just keep coming. They They don't quit. But if you, you know, are looking at your feet and you're not looking ahead of you, you might miss them. But if you are looking around and saying, I believe that you are a thing, they will present everywhere. It's so true. There's so many stories of people who Let's say they think maybe a butterfly is a sign and then they get a magazine in the mail and there's a huge butterfly on the cover and they're like, well, you know, that's probably just a coincidence. And then they remember it's the anniversary of their passing or it's their birthday. It always coincides with something to say, no, this is not a coincidence. It's always paired with something to say. "Mm -hmm." Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you a sign story because you reminded me of something. So I don't know the listeners know, but you know that I'm in the midst of a cross-country move. So I'm moving from the East Coast to the West Coast over the next couple months. And it was something I felt guided to do this summer. It was very clear, very strong. And oddly enough, when I finally was able to get to California, because California was shut down for a while, it happened really, really quickly that I found the house that you know I will be living in. But funny, funny story. I was in Florida for most of the winter and just really wanting some validation, you know, that I was on the right track and asked to see dolphins. And for me, seeing dolphins is kind of a tricky one because there was a lot of time when I first learned about the law of attraction and my son as well, because I taught him about it too, (laughs) where there's a lot of that energy of like wanting it so bad that you can kind of block it a little. You know, mm-hmm. so I have that relationship with seeing dolphins. I see all sorts of animal signs in Florida this year. Pelicans have been big, they've been everywhere for me. Manatees, we see all the time. Like, mm. I could go on and on and on about the signs experiences that mm. I've had on our beautiful island in Miami, but I had asked to see dolphins, you know, and I'd asked to see dolphins specifically as a validation that I was on the right track with this move. 
So fast forward, I finally fly down to, not really down, I guess over to California (laughs) from Miami and I'm in San Diego. And on day two of my house search, really, I'd been there two days. First of all, it's my birthday. I wake up in the morning and I get a text from my son that they had seen dolphins swimming outside of, from our balcony. They had woken up early in the morning and there's all these dolphins playing and they send me the video. And then, you know, this is like, wow, what a great birthday. And, you know, I kind of, I took it as a sign, but I didn't really think about it. Later that day, I found the house that I was to buy. And it wasn't until like I signed on the contract that I realized, oh, wait, you know, not only was it my birthday on the day that I found the house, but I saw dolphins that morning. You know, and so I I go to my son and I'm like, isn't that so cool? He's like, well, mom, you didn't really see them. Like it was just a video. I saw them (laughs) and I was like, I'm still counting it. But I will have, you know, on my very last day in Miami before flying back to Connecticut to pack up my house, I saw dolphins again. Nice. (laughs) So nice. Right. But sometimes we don't even like it was such great validation and it doesn't always line up that way. Sometimes you ask for one sign and you get another one, but I'm going to thank the angels and guides and spirit of dolphins for that because it was so validating and so magical. And there's never a moment where you see a dolphin and you're not just in awe of the universe, right? Yes. And I love that. So in the entire time you were in Miami, the dolphins only came swimming by your balcony on your birthday and the last day you were there. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. That is perfect. That's like, we're going to help you find the house and go on your merry way. You're going to love it. Right. And I didn't even think about it that day. I think signs sometimes work that way too, right? Where Mm -hmm. I saw the dolphins. I was like, what a great birthday present. I did totally see it as a sign because although I did not see dolphins in the water, for making that request, I saw them everywhere else on my iTunes screen, mm-hmm. in random emails that I was getting, like dolphins, because the universe will do that for you sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Dolphins were ever present everywhere, though, you know, everybody knew what I really wanted to do was see them in the water. Yes. yes. <laughs> but they were there. So I counted this like along the lines of those dolphin signs that I was counting all along. Yes. Um, But I didn't realize it until a few days later that, oh, wait, I found the house that day. Yeah. So again, like, I think that's really important too, because sometimes it'll come and afterwards you'll be like, oh, wait. And it's almost like the icing on the cake, right? Yes. It's beautiful. And I feel like there's a message there of what you wanted from this house in Miami, where you were saying you're going to get in your house in California. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm taking that. I'm taking that in. I feel that. (laughs) So you have talked to countless people now about their experiences with science. Can you share some of your favorite stories? Yes, I have so many favorites. And I did a compilation episode. It's the last episode, if you look in iTunes. And it's amazing because I couldn't, it was hard to pick, but I did. So if somebody wants to get an idea of what the podcast is, they could listen to that one. But one of my favorites is a family friend. Her name is Shirley Schefter. And she's, I don't think ever been on a podcast before, but she was, gracious enough to share her story with me because it was incredible. And she has many stories, but this one in particular, she has a friend, a very dear friend who passed on 9-11. And he, um, you know, she, she went to every Cantor Fitzgerald Memorial. Like these were her best friends. The husband passed. She slept in bed with the wife for a week. That's how close they are. And his name is Billy. And she said after that, Billy would come to her in many different ways. But there was a time she was driving down the parkway in New Jersey. She had the top down on her car and she smelled cigar smoke. And she thought, Billy, this is exactly the smell like of Billy's cigars. 
Then something started spinning on. She kind of had this thing hanging from her mirror in her car and it started spinning. And she said it was waddling. She's like, that's waddling like Billy. And she said, I think I'm having a Billy moment. I think he's speaking to me. So she walked into DMV. She had to return license plates. She handed it to the woman. The woman said, you have to wait for your number. And the woman handed her 9-11. And she knew. I still, I get choked up whenever I hear this story, whenever I think about it. Then she knew and she said, hi, Billy. (laughs) I knew that was you. So that was one of my favorites. And then the other favorite involves my friend, Dana. So Shirley really is a friend. Most everyone else comes to me through social media, but I feel like they're my friend. Like I would say my friend, Victoria, like people can say whatever they want about social media and it, it can have its negatives, but I find it so positive because I've met so many like-minded, wonderful people. So I'm so grateful for Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. (laughs) Um, Likewise. I think so. And I think it's the energy you put out Mm -hmm. as the energy you get back. And I know doing this podcast, the people that I have met, you included, I mean, soulmates, like, I mean, I soulmates, but like really strong connections and so grateful for it. And I really think it's the energy that you put out. And if you're putting that energy out into your social media, then you're going to be elevating others and then also receiving it back. So yeah, I think it's an amazing tool when it's used with that intention and that energy. Yes. So Dana's story is her grandma and her dad used to place bets on the USC game, a football game, and they would bet dimes. And that was their joke the grandmother passed. And this wasn't his mom. This was his mother-in-law, but they had a very, as she described, cheeky relationship. And so then she passed. And so the next year they're watching the USC game and all of a sudden, you know, someone's cleaning up in the kitchen and they couldn't figure out what it was. So her father says, let me in there. Something's wrong with the kitchen sink, like the garbage disposal, that kind of thing. So he like tears it apart. The next thing you know, they're all standing around. He pulls something and out of nowhere, out of the garbage disposal pops a dime and lands on the counter. Wow. (laughs) She was there still betting dimes with her dad and the USC game. I love that story. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. Yeah. I love it. Why do you think people are so drawn to the idea of signs? I think it validates what we can't see. People might say that we're telling ourselves these stories to make ourselves feel better. I think that it validates what we can't see and maybe that it's making us feel better, but it also validates that they're still here, we'll still be together when the time comes and that it makes sense of a very confusing human experience. So I don't know if that answers it because like that's something a psychologist would say, you want to make sense of it. <laughs> you you could tell me, but you want to make sense of it. You want to make yourself feel better. You want to, for whatever reasons... But I think that doesn't capture the spirit of it, which is that there's something beyond our three-dimensional world that this validates completely, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think you nailed it. I think it gives people that sense, that hope, that belief that there is something beyond that 3D existence and signs are such an accessible way of connecting with it. Yes. I always say, you know, they don't have a body anymore, but there's still energy. So they can use their energy in different ways. They can't speak to you with a body through their mouth, but now they can speak to you through energy and making things align and getting your attention. Absolutely. And I think too, when I teach intuition development, which is a thing that I do, I love signs. People often think about intuition is like, I got to feel it in my body, or I've got to hear a voice in my head, or I have to see a vision, but I count signs. 
Mm. I count signs for myself and I count signs for others because we're all connected. Everything's connected. Mm. And so signs are often a powerful way that your intuition speaks to you, right? Or other spirits speak to you or your highest guidance speak to you or however you want to talk about it. So sometimes we have an internal experience of our intuition, but I think too, oftentimes we have an external experience of our intuition and those signs as they come to us are magical and powerful because they really get your attention. And in a certain way, it's, it's a little harder to make them up. Yes. <laughs> right. So many times I'm like, I couldn't have written it better. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And and they pierce through sometimes the noise in our head because I know for me, and I'm a professional, like intuitive person, I do this, you know, people pay me money to connect with their highest guidance, right? That is what I do. <laughs> and I do it for myself as well. And there are times when I just know, I just knew this summer and it was a another colleague and one of my teachers who actually came through with, I think you should move to California. And as soon as she said it, I was like, oh yes, I should, you know? So it awakened that knowing in me. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's, that's how I see my work is to help people awaken the knowing in them. But there mm-hmm. are also times in our lives and situations where, you know, it's hard for us to hear it or feel it from inside because there's a lot of noise or there's a lot of attachment. If you've lost a loved one, there might be a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. And when you get a sign, it takes you out of yourself. Right? Yes. And there it is in front of your eyeballs and you're like, oh yeah, now I see it. Yes. Yes. When I say like the falling in love feeling, like all of the noise in your head gets quiet for a minute and they're saying, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. And I often teach too that, you know, a sign can come out of someone else's mouth, right? So in your case, in the tea station, right? (laughs) That's like an amazing story. But oftentimes too, even, you know, if you come to see an intuitive reader or you listen to a podcast or you read a book, those can be signs as well when something just sticks with you or, you know, you hear it and you're just like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just another way that our spirit is always communicating with us. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right. So I ask everybody this question on the show. How do you experience your intuition? Well, signs. (laughs) That was my guess. (laughs) Anything else? I am trying to hone it better. I do try to get quiet. I do try to hear what I'm meant to hear. But yeah, it's mostly signs. They come often. So can I give you a little bit of information that's coming through for you? Yes, please. First of all, your primary way of experiencing your intuition is in that deep state of knowing. You you mentioned it before. When you see a sign and you know in your being it's a sign, that's your intuition validating that for you. Mm, Right? And I think some listeners may resonate with this too. And knowing is just the only way to explain it. And Fern, you might explain it for yourself because I know you get it. It's where you know that you know something in your whole body, right? It's not in your head. It's not the way we know things in school. It's not the way I know all the thousands of things that I was taught, you know, on my way to get my counseling degree and my PhD and all that fun stuff. It's a different kind of knowing, but it's the kind of knowing that you just know. And it's almost like if someone told you it wasn't true, you'd be like, it's insane. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Because I thought that earlier, it's the knowing out of my head. Yes. Yeah. And you have that. And that's when, when you get a sign, you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And the other thing for you, and you won't think of this as your intuition, but it is, it's it's huge for you. And it's something that you're getting better and better and better at doing. It's following your joy and following the things that excite you, that invoke curiosity, that just make you feel very expanded, expansive. That's also a sign that your spirit is that you are, the words that come through that you're aligning with your highest self and purpose. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Okay. I didn't think I was going to write a third book. And then my writing group from 2008 in New York City, the band got back together. The four of us do a Zoom every other week and I'm loving it. And I love talking about writing and I have an idea for a third book and I've written screenplays and I feel like I was meant to hear this. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think you're done. I see at least five, but maybe more. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait to check out your books, which is the perfect segue because I did want to ask you about your books, what inspired them, and also about your writing process, because it's always my belief that when we're in that creative space, we are connecting with our intuition if we're doing it right. And I know you're doing it right. Yes. Well, thank you. The books are Better in the Morning and Better Believe It. Better in the Morning is somewhat inspired by my own story. Uh, A single 29-year-old lawyer in Manhattan is guided in her dreams by her dead Italian grandparents. And the concept is she does get pennies as signs when she's awake in the waking world. But I believe when we go to sleep at night, we can meet with our loved ones who've passed or whoever's meant to meet with us. And there's a reason things seem better in the morning oftentimes. And I'll often say, you know, if there's something I have to work out, I'll say to my husband, I have to go to sleep. I have to talk to my grandparents who've been passed over many years, many years ago. And then in the next day, maybe not right away in the morning. I mean, in the morning, I'll feel better, but I won't have the answer right away. But then as I go through my day, the answer will come to me. You know, it feels like a gut feeling, but I know it's coming from somewhere. It's coming from them. They're helping me guide me. It's called Better in the Morning for that reason. So I describe both of my books as Sex in the City meets Ghost. And if anyone's offended by bad language, <laughs> Please don't read them. Sometimes people, you know, they'll write reviews and they'll be like, it was a great book other than all of the curse words. But that's the character she has. A, she's it's like, all good. It's all good. You got to um, do you. Yeah. So that's what it feels like. You know, sometimes a lot of these concepts, someone who might not be too familiar, I always say, you know, they kind of equate it with like, oh, like horror and Halloween and gargoyles and ghosts. And I'm like, mm. for me, it's cupcakes and martinis and the life experience. And it's a beautiful thing and it's light and bright and cheery and funny and warm and loving. So you can tell by the covers of the books that <laughs> what they are. But so that's better in the morning. And then better believe it is the story of a unhappily married mother of one who is guided in her dreams by her dead chain smoking cousin. And both books, this concept, they meet in their dreams, but they also get signs. In the second book, the main character doesn't believe in signs, but soon she will. So oh, I love that's it. what they're both about. Yeah. And as far as my writing process, you know, in novel writing, they say you're either a pantser or a planner. And that means you either fly by the seat of your pants, you just start writing, and then you mold the book into something planner's outline and then follow the outline. And I am 100% type A planner. (laughs) I know where I'm going. And I like to follow through with all of the themes and the signs that happen in the book. I want them to come back. It all has to be planned a certain way. So I'm a planner. And it is true that nothing feels better than getting in a good writing session and I'm totally in the zone. And then when I'm finished, I just feel like I didn't waste any time. It was time well spent and it felt good and meditative and productive. I love that. 
I'm definitely a pantser. So I'm not going to be using that term forever. I'm like, get it all out, figure out what to do with it later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Both work. Yeah. And you have to know your process. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's really perfect. And I can tune into your process of writing and yeah, it's beautiful. And when you're in the flow, you're aligned with your intuition. There's just no other way. That's when you're, you know, co-creating with your spirit, which is the coolest thing ever to do both for yourself, but also the product is usually quite lovely because when we read a book that's written like that, we go into the zone. Yeah. Nice. So it's beautiful. All right. This has been so amazing. I knew you were going to be like an amazing guest. I'm so glad we did this. Fern, what else do you want to share with the listeners before we wrap up? And then we'll talk, you know, about how to find you and all that. Oh, well, thank you so much. This was wonderful. I love chatting with you. I feel like it's a a gift to have your time and to talk to you. You have very calming energy. (laughs) You're funny. And if listeners want to find me on any social media, they can always send me a message. If they have a story of signs, I reply to everyone. I love hearing these stories. You're not, you know, sometimes people will be like, you know, if you have the time or, you know, I don't want to burden you with this. It is not a burden. This is great joy. And I love hearing people's stories. So you can find me on any social media and send me a message. And I also have a private Facebook group called Believers in Signs, where people share their stories and you are with like-minded people and no one is going to not believe you or think this is odd or something, obviously. Oh, I am so in for that. I will be signing up. Thank you. Yeah. And on all social media as Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y. All right. Perfect. Beautiful. Any other parting words? No, just thank you and to listen to your podcast episodes over and over again, because even if you can't hear it over the dishes, it's sinking in. (laughs) That's so lovely. Thank you so much. And thanks everyone for tuning in. As always, all of Fern's info will be in the show notes. Check out her show. It is awesome. And um, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again, and namaste. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.